You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you when you have someone that speaks your language and communicates with you in your language, even though we speak English, it's completely different. Like it's like, oh, wow, like this person is like me. They identify like me. So it's all about feeling included in a way and feeling represented. Camila, when she came in, she represented many of us, even though the other instructors are amazing and I love them, but we felt as the Hispanic community, like some have someone who's gone through our traumas, who's gone through our self-doubt, who's gone through the same issues that we go through on a daily basis, be on the bike, through a screen, talking to us like, I know where you've been. I know how you're feeling because I'm there too. And that's amazing to me. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 276. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. I couldn't remember what episode it was. Oh, I thought you were going to say you couldn't remember my name. No, I know who you are. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It would be weird if you didn't. It would. It would indeed. But it's happened to me before. Well, not with me. (laughs) Not with you. Okay. uh... (laughs) Sorry to hear that, though. Sorry to hear that. Eh, All's well and ends well. Yeah. So. I guess we should start by saying look forward to next week's interview. I mean, this week's interview is great as well. All of our interviews are great. Yes, but we had solicited for questions for Dr. Jen for a Dr. Jen after dark. (laughs) So these are her sex and relationship questions. So next week's interview might be a little. You may not want the kids around. Yes. Might be a little blue. Yeah. As they say. Yeah. B-L-U-E, but also maybe B-L-E-W. You never know. You may not want the kids around. For this one. So, <laughs> and uh, this week is a little preview in the Dr. Jen segment. We will we will give you a sneak preview of the sorts of questions. Now, this week's we think will be fairly tame. Yes, we expect so it to be. It shouldn't be like crazy, crazy. Can't promise anything. I mean, I'm involved, so we can't promise 
much of anything. Hey, Dr. Jen can hold her own. But at least as a starting point, we don't think it's too terribly risque. Yes. So that is true. Um, but yeah, so and people that follow along through the social medias know that we were in New York for Runway of Dreams and we will tackle that in full within the episode when we get to uh, instructors in the news because we met a bunch of them. Yes, we did. A bunch that you had never met before. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. I loved it. Or I would also say if you haven't met them, I haven't met them. But a lot of times I meet them and don't remember. Yeah. I'm that's... always like, I always have it, to. Dis- did we meet that one? I always have to describe <laughs> what they were wearing. Katsu lady. Who was that? Just King. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> So I I always need the help, mm-hmm. but uh, oh I need help. <laughs> I'm saying it for the people driving in their cars. They're like, oh you yeah yeah, yeah you absolutely do. you do yeah they're agreeing yeah. <laughs> so uh, but besides that, what pray tell do you have in store for people this week? Well, we're going to talk about <laughs> I don't know what is going on with the Peloton team posting and taking things down this week, but yeah. we got to dig into that. Right. We got to talk about John Foley. Like we got to talk, talk about it. Uh, so that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about changes the Peloton has made recently in the infrastructure. We're going to talk about the rowing teaser that they placed today. Okay. Some new meetups that are occurring over in Germany and then like a million places that the instructors have been this week. So stay tuned. Buckle up. There's a lot. Okay. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Google, wherever you find podcasts, you can find us. We were briefly not available on Google, but a, a listener <laughs> pointed that out to us and we got it fixed. We so, think. So thank you. Oh, I, no, it is. It is fixed. Yeah. 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 So thank you for pointing that out to yes. us. Yes. But while you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's always helpful. We have a new review. Ooh. We had politely complained last week. We were stuck at four ninety nine, and then we vaulted, skyrocketed to five hundred one. So, so we have the best listeners. So thank you very much. Thank you. And this comes from. It looks like they just had a stroke and passed out on their keyboard. Ellen J V D R Y U H C. Period. Hi, Ellen. And then a C. <laughs> so, what does Ellen say? She says, she just oh. types that way, apparently. Okay. No, it says, an entertaining. I don't minute. even know that this was a review. <laughs> <laughs> you could be a cry for help. Now I'm worried. Uh, an entertaining and educational podcast that keeps you up to date on everything Peloton, plus advice regarding. Exercise, psychology, and healthy eating. So thank you. Thank you. For the very nice review. That was really nice. And also, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. You can, of course, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash the clip out, where for as little as $5 a month, you can get all the episodes ad free. Oftentimes, you get them a little bit early, so you can be cooler than your friends and maybe make some money through wagering. <laughs> Right, like you'll know. That's true. Yeah, you will know. You will know the latest Peloton news yeah. before others. You'd be like, I think Tom's going to say something really crazy this week. I bet you a hundred dollars. I love when people are like, they don't want to post spoilers in our group because we have really kind listeners, yeah. but they like have an inside joke that they love, so they'll post like. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just post one word. Yeah. So, uh, and then for a little bit more, you get bonus content. So that's fun as well. 
Also, we're going to have a big bonus episode about Runway of Dreams. Okay. Good to know. I didn't know, but apparently we are. We are. And so you can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash the clip out where you can watch these episodes. And then finally, don't forget our newsletter. We throw a little. A lot of links and stuff at you. Now I'm having this. We throw a lot of links and stuff at you pretty quickly and they can be hard to track down on the Facebook pages. So if you join our newsletter, you'll get a weekly email that will include that. And it's also just a reminder that, hey, there's an episode out and you should go listen. So also October 15th. Sail, sail on. on. Oh, in unison. Yeah. So we'd love to see you if you can make your way to the Midwest and hang out with us for a night. Reach out and we can get you tickets for our suite and you can see Firefall, Orleans, The Babies, Peter Beckett from Player, Walter Egan, and am I forgetting one or did I get them all? No, I think I got them all. So I all, just show up and listen to the fun music. Yes. All in one evening. Yeah. Just pounding through hits. So it's be great. Anyway, there's all that. Let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Peloton in the news. John Foley is out at Peloton. Ugh. Ugh. It's not exactly shocking. It's not. I mean, I just hate it so much. Ever since Barry came in, they moved him to a, what a board position, B O R E D, based on the <laughs> amount of activity he was taking. Pardon, and so, but he's definitely had a reduced role ever since Barry came in, Mm -hmm. and so I don't think this is too terribly shocking. Yeah, I guess it's just I think what was really shocking about this was not John leaving, but Hassel leaving for me, which Um, isn't necessarily a name people are super familiar with. Yeah, um, but he was what they're. Chief legal, legal officer. officer. And Fun fact: first Peloton employee to ever join the Clipout group, and it scared the living shit out of us. Yeah, was, we we thought we were getting sued. Yes, because it's like he joins, and then we're like, oh, somebody from Peloton joined. That's fun. Oh, it's their head lawyer. <laughs> well, that that that's probably fine, right? That should be okay. Turns out that he's. Just a delightful man. Yes. And so is his wife, Karen. Actually, yes. their whole family Well, is. she's not a delightful man. No, she's a delightful woman. Right. Just but to be clear. their whole yeah. family is delightful. Very much so. Um, but at any rate, it shocked me because of Hassau. Like, and Hassau and John turning in the resignation on the same day surprised yeah. me. So I guess I was just a little, not a little, I was like, oh, it was just gut-wrenching to see that, just that it's final. Because like... This is it. Like this is it. This is that's the last last nail in the coffin of the heart of yeah, Peloton. It's of gone. kind of like the original Peloton. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the founders are gone now. So there you go. It's a whole new thing now. It is. But I will say this, as I told you, Tom, I give it eighteen months before we see something new from John Foley. Eighteen and, months and, and Hassau probably. Hassau right? will be yeah. right there in with him and probably probably William as well. Yeah. So I bet the whole dang team will be back together. Doing something new would be my guess, and uh, I'll be watching. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a new podcast. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. Yeah. It could be. We'll see what they come up with. But yeah, so also, I thought it was nice that Dara Traceder, <laughs> we always struggle if we're saying that right. Yeah. We never remember if it was Traceder or Traceder. Oh, well, we haven't met her. Yeah. There's <laughs> that. So I uh, had a nice Instagram post about John Foley and his importance, because obviously people, a lot of people were taking pot shots. About fully leaving, you know, and it's like, oh, this is the monster that built the thing we yeah. loved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for all, I just <laughs> speaking of speaking of, I just want to say for all of you complainers out there, 
don't act like this isn't exactly what you wanted. You've yeah. been complaining yeah, about that. That is really fascinating. Months. And like, these people that come back and like, oh, we love you, John. No, you don't. You were very mean. You were really rude. And you've been really hateful. And how dare you? Like you are you're very two faced. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's been really <laughs> weird seeing some of the people that have been posting forever, like, he needs to go. He's awful. He screwed this up. And then he leaves like, well, this is a bad sign. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you can you not scroll through your own Facebook feed? Yeah, maybe and- scroll up and see those messages. <laughs> You sent because man some of you Have been reading him yeah. they've been ripping Him a new one for a long yeah. time I mean you're entitled to your opinion that's fine But like but don't come back have, and act like he didn't have, Say that try to have the same opinion Yeah for a certain period of time maybe Yeah but there were a lot of people that Posted uh, really nice tributes including Jill Foley toast, posted in a Very nice yeah. tribute as well oh, should I put That in our past guest update <laughs> <laughs> well, they've both been guests, technically. Touché. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a past guest update. John and Jill, they're going on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, despite all the other stuff, a lot of people have, a lot of the instructors expressed their appreciation for John and they are very clear in what they said that like none of this would exist without right. him. Yeah. And that is very important to remember because none of us would be having any of these conversations had it not been for his vision. And it was his vision. Yeah. So yeah, he single handedly disrupted fitness. I mean, like it or love it, appreciate it or not, it happened. Yeah. And you, you can't take that away from him. You can't. As Robin likes to say, You can't take away the finish line. And that was his finish line. So nobody can take that from him. I am excited to see what is next for him. And I know I've said this before, but I wish them all the best. All of the folks that have left and moved on and all the people that are still at Peloton. I want them to succeed. And I want this to be a great company again. And I'm looking at this picture we have posted. I know. And it is not the finest moment. Well, what I'm laughing at is. So when I met him, we had almost the exact same shirt on. Yeah. With that picture. Is he still wearing that shirt? I think he's wearing that same shirt. He probably is. Like what has to be four or five years later. But I don't know because it's tucked in and that was an untuck it. Well, I don't think he had an untuck it on. Oh, did he not? It's just a shirt that had a very almost identical pattern. And this looks to be the same shirt. He might be. He might be. Their thumbs, though, are really cracking me up. Yeah. Their little thumbs up. Yes. <laughs> they should, it should have been a high five. That, w- that would have been, been appropriate. But <laughs> she's just the marketing director. Just saying. <laughs> oh, God, love them all. The Peloton app home screen has a new look. It does. Now you can see what you've done in the last seven days, thirty days, and ninety days, right from the app. Oh, I don't need the app to see that. Uh, well, that's true. I still like to see it, but it shows you everything, like how active you've been, how many workouts you've had, how long you've spent working out. And then it compares it to the third, you know, that time period before. So right now up Ah. on the screen, it's showing seven days and then what increase it was or decrease it was from the seven day period before that. And then you can get to the rest of your app as you were used to seeing it if you just scroll down. So I like it. I like it. It was a little disconcerting when I first saw it just because I don't do anything with those numbers. Like I don't need to press those things. Right. And so I was just like, why is this here? You know, is that information you seek out necessarily? No, I mean, I'm good with just seeing it on the the tread screen and the bike screen, but not everybody has the treader bike. So it does make sense to put it on the app. And I think it's good information to have. So once I got used to it, I was I was happy with it. So shortly before we started recording, Peloton released a new teaser for the rower. They did. It says, meet your 
crew. Wow. And then they have like images of three people on Pre- the rower. Presumably instructors. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it is the instructors okay. because here's what we know. And we've known this for, like I said, weeks, but I think it's months that yeah. we've known this. We know that Matt Wilpers is going to be a rowing instructor. Right. We know Adrian's going to be a rowing instructor. And we know that three brand new instructors are going to be hired. This has three screens and it says meet your crew. So I'm assuming this is the brand new instructors gotcha. that we are adding. And it appears as if one presents as male and two present as female Based on the very little that you can see of them. That's just my initial impression. Gotcha. So the shoes don't clip in and out? No, you don't do that on a rower. I don't know. Yeah, no, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, there's close-up of, of shoes. Also, I'm really very certain this is very, very near. Like, very, very near. Yeah. A lot of information coming out of the showrooms because they're starting to contact people and say things. So, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Let's just say it's soon. Gotcha. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This week, Peloton paused all of their studio classes. Yeah. Or all of their live classes. Right. In honor of the Queen. And in honor of the Queen. And it was the London studio. Just classes. the London studio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I should say that in honor of the Queen, I actually just pronounced honor with a U in it. Oh, Tom. Yeah. How so thoughtful. I'm, it's just the little things I do to show respect. Very nice. To foreign heads of state. <laughs> Very nice. Man, I talk to a lot of people in the UK because I have some UK clients that I work with with MetPro. And whew, I am just hearing it is just unlike anything people have ever seen over there. In well, London. I mean, it's been 70 years I know. since they've had a transition. So I'm sure like if you think about it, they're probably struggling like behind the scenes because like there's traditions, right, that they do for they things. They had to pull out a manual because like, nobody had used them. <laughs> and, and think about it. They've never done it in the age of modern media. So there's a lot of aspects that yeah. they have to think about in terms of like. Do we televise this? Do we televise right. that? Do it, we yeah, have, I mean, have reporters in? Do beyond we? social media, when the last time they had this transition, they didn't even have color television. Like most <laughs> people were still getting their news from the radio. It's hard to fathom it's been that long. It really is. I mean, what an incredible lifespan we should all be so lucky yeah. to be that healthy up until the last days of our lives and we and should also all be so lucky to be born rich as fuck well that would be nice so that would be real nice <laughs> that, would, mm. that would be a nice stroke of luck as it, well it would it would <laughs> yeah i saw today in a headline it was like <laughs> shows you how little i follow the royals but who's the guy that's taken over now charles charles yes yeah. i saw that he inherited the estate which is like a billion dollars yeah <laughs> I was like, but do they have anything besides the estate? Like, you know how like some old families, like they have it all wrapped up in like real estate and things like that. I think that. she's and got so... a Hummel collection. Probably. <laughs> no, I'm, sure they, I'm sure they have a lot. Well, I, and I I'm sure a, we're going to hear about it. <laughs> I saw a thing where they were like a headline where it was like, King Charles won't be paying any uh, inheritance tax. And it was like, but like. He is the tax, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know how that works. Like, I'm so I'm so not familiar with the. The it's structure like when of, I move when you know when you move out of your mom's house, you stop. You don't pay yourself allowance. Yeah, right? like <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we're offending someone. So I don't know. Probably <laughs> we're just dumb Americans. We don't know how any of it works. Yeah, because it's like we're I, just asking questions. There are some Americans who are fascinated by the royal family. And we are not those people. And it's weird because like, neither of us are. Yeah, like I'm not like against the royal. No, family. no. Like, I just like whatevs, man. Like it just has never been a thing for me. It's one so. of those things. Like I'm just kind of like looking around, like 
wow, everybody's really, really invested in this. And, yeah. and I had no idea that people got this invested in it. And I I have been educated a lot. I still have a lot of education to do since I yeah. didn't even know his name. But I will get there. There's just too much to catch up on. There is. There's a lot to catch up in our own country. Right. I got to focus on. So It's the same reason I stopped reading Lord of the Rings. I'm like, <laughs> there's too much history here if i'm gonna learn this much history i'm gonna learn actual history like it just seems like i know a lot of <laughs> useless nerd stuff but like this is a bridge too far honestly for me. i have to say like game of thrones i know i'm way back because that was like hot for a second there you know i have read every single one of those books that exist i mean hopefully he'll finish someday right but like talk about a long-winded history it comes with its own maps in right. each book. Yeah. And it Which like has a breakdown yeah. of like all the families. It's insanity. I think Tolkien does that too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's where it kind of all started. Sure. That sure. concept, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got off on some tangents there. We did. <laughs> so Axios is writing about the fact that Peloton plans to offer a more Netflix-like experience. Well, that's a bold take. Yeah. Considering their CEO came from Netflix. Like, yeah. Well, and it's because he talked in that communicopia thing on yeah. Monday and that's where this came from. But but he also said this in the earnings call. So I felt like I included this because it was a headline. But honestly, I feel like we've already covered this because yeah. we already knew that he's basically saying like he wants to focus very much on personalizing things for right. people. And he feels like that is where Netflix is different than anything else. And he feels like that was the key to killing Blockbuster, his words. Yeah. And he didn't say killing. But I feel like... I believe he said curb stopping. Is <laughs> oh, what is my that notes what it was? Say? Yeah. yeah. He and said, hang on, hang on. I'm looking. <laughs> okay. I'm crazy with Let me know when you get there. He says, kicking their dicks in the dirt, oh, I okay. believe is what okay. he said. Yeah, yeah, you have the the exact quote. Right. But when he talked about that, he talked about how he said, we have some things on our home screen now, but he wants to do a lot more. So I think... And also, hardware is not important anymore. Yeah. Apparently, it's all software. So... You know, we're not going to be seeing new. I think the rower might be the last thing we see from Peloton. Yeah. And enjoy it. <laughs> and enjoy your Tread Plus because I don't think you're getting another I one. I know. Yeah. I know. But I'm, I said that. You did. You called that day, day one. one. I am going to be hanging on to that tread for dear life. This, oh, so now you're not going back and forth this week. Yeah, you mean the thing that I, you know, what I've also been saying since day but one, I'm never getting rid of that the you're tread. never getting rid of it. So, but honestly, the things that keep coming out convince me more and more every yeah. day. Like it's not happening. We're not getting a new one, and if we do, it's years away. Yeah. So you have a collector's item. I do. I do. But I'm going to use the hell out of it, unlike your comic books. <laughs> <laughs> so women's health, Germany has an article about Peloton's new London studios. Yeah. And, and it says, and I quote, live und und wird cycling und right. Luftgerskran. <laughs> it's in German and we can't yeah. figure out how to un... Un-German it. We can't figure out how to put it in English yeah. because it usually the pop-up just appears on the screen and it's not appearing on the screen. Yeah. But at any rate... Apparently it, I'm part French because I can't figure out how to make the Germans go away. Oh, ouch. Too soon? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, but, but thought we were past that. No, we'll never be past it. I don't know. I don't live in Germany. Or France. <laughs> but it's really cool because it talks about the actual German instructors too. And they never get mentioned in anything. So this is awesome. Yeah, totally. Good for them. And if you go to this link, when I went the first time, it did give me the option to like view this website in English. But for some reason now... I think if you click the little paper right next to the address bar... You, you see the little paper right there? It says Google, like a G, like up, up. Oh, right I there. see. In the URL. Ah, there we go. I fixed it. 
Well, I figured it out, honey. Oh, okay. Good job, Tom. Thank you. Mm. So here we go. It's in Germany. I mean, <laughs> even I knew that part. <laughs> it's in English now. Uh, so it talks about how it's a once in a lifetime experience in the heart of London. And that it's only a five-minute walk from... I'm not even going to say it. I get yelled at every time I say this. I'm not saying it. Covent Garden? I don't know. You're going to get yelled at. At Tom. At Tom. I didn't do it. I already pronounced honor with a U. I I know. I feel like I've done my outreach to the the British. And you know what? I shouldn't even say people yell at me. They send me... I've literally had people send me voice clips of how to say it correctly. It's just that I haven't had to say it in like six months, maybe a year or so. Yeah, so it's it's not top of mind. (laughs) And people are really sweet about it. They don't yell at me. I just feel dumb. And keep in mind, we're from St. Louis. There's a street here that's spelled G-R-A-V-O-I-S. And we pronounce it Gravois. Yeah. Like that's, that's what we do in St. Louis. That's it's, what we do in St. Louis. This is how I'm trained to be. Yeah. It's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so it talks about that Benny Adami was mentioned and so was Eric Yeager. And they talk about the different classes they took and how there's like the community online and that you need to go and experience it for yourself. So it's really cool that they got this recognition. I am so glad to see Peloton Germany. And Peloton London get a shout out, especially Germany. They never get the love. They don't. So congrats, Germany. <laughs> we have a lot of German instructors it's now. It's all turning up Millhouse. So it's cool. <laughs> if you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs. And you are certainly sacrificing taste, texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. (laughs) It's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in in like a million different colors and styles. 
for your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 30- day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen or her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen, hello. Hi. Hello. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. And so we should start this one off a little differently just to let people know what we're doing. So coming up on next week's episode, the interview that week will be Dr. Jen. A very rare return. We don't have a lot of interviews we do back not. for a second time. We do not. I mean, obviously, you're here every week, but not for the full right. scope of the interview. And so we're doing something we're calling Dr. Jen After Dark, where she will be answering your sex and or relationship questions, because sometimes those two things don't coincide. And uh, <laughs> that's sometimes true. that's okay. That's also sometimes true. It's I think not. we should call it Peloton Gone Wild. <laughs> I, th- I think there are two IP holders that could sue us over that name. And Joe Francis was on my show on couples therapy. On I remember three. that. So I, I remember I, I that. Think, I think he'd be pleased. Okay. You, you okay. Can, you know well, him better than we do. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll expect me to flash my boobs. Yeah. So that's true. And Tom's going to have to be the one to do it because yeah. I'm not. <laughs> Nor am I. So I guess. I should have already warned that the segment could get a little blue. But here's your notice. You here's were on notice. notice. <laughs> I, I think this one's this one. I think, is, so we picked one to start with because this. So this segment is living in a regular episode as a Dr. Jen segment as a preview of what to expect. Yes. But we picked a question that's maybe a, a little less risque. Yes. So people don't necessarily have to go scrambling for the mute button. Right. But here's your chance. But here's your chance if you're concerned. Yes. So you've been duly warned, don't at me. Yeah. Well, at Tom, no, don't at, at me. Crystal. <laughs> so anyway, um, okay. So our first question is from Christina Ribeiro. And her question is, how and when to start a conversation and education at home with your kids about responsible sex. Her kids are still too little, she feels, but this will happen in no time. And she wants them to learn it in a normal way with no taboos. She wants to be ready. Well, you probably want a few taboos, right? Like that's <laughs> and not to talk to your kids about necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, I have so much to work with here. <laughs> Here's the answer, and it's going to shock you. Uh oh. From birth on. Really? That's great. That's what I did when Zach was like six months old. I just told him everything, and I'm like, now we're done. <laughs> but, here, but here's the thing good sex education, good conversations with our kids about sex 
starts literally at birth. And what I mean by that is you're changing your child. You're changing their diaper. You call it a penis. You call it a vagina. You call it a vulva. Now I'm going to clean off your penis. Now I'm going to wipe that off of your testicles. By using the proper names, what you're right away, what you're teaching them is there's no shame in body parts. There's no shame in sexual parts. There's no shame here. Not to mention that actually studies show that children who identify and speak about their genitals using the proper words are less likely to be molested or abused sexually. Really? And and when God forbid it happens, they are able to explain what happened appropriately in a way that can be understood. Huh. And there was a story that was shared with me by there's a a woman named Patty Fitzgerald who runs a company called It Is Safely Ever After. And she has a children's book to help children to kind of identify when things have gone wrong. And she shared a story with me that I won't get into too much graphic detail where a child was taught as a young child to use the name of their genitalia instead they call it a cookie. And that when they were harmed, that nobody understood what was going on because they were talking about cookies. And it was very unfortunate that this really tragic situation wasn't identified sooner because the child was not taught the proper words to use. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's terrible. And it is every parent's worst nightmare. And from the beginning, teach kids the proper words, the proper information is really important. The other thing is kind of the next stage of development, important information is you always want to emphasize to your kids, you can always ask me anything. There are no bad questions. There's nothing to ever be ashamed of. And understand a lot of parents get kind of skittish about that. If they don't ask you, they will ask their friends and they will get incorrect information. And so, for example, a lot of the time kids will start to say like, well, where do babies come from? Now, you don't have to go into graphic detail and not to mention that also not every family do the babies come from the same place. Sometimes there are same sex parents. Sometimes there are surrogates. Sometimes there's in vitro, like there's all kinds of information now that needs to be conveyed. But in general, the information is, well, there's a sperm and there's an egg and they come together and that helps for a baby to grow inside of a uterus. And one of my favorite Why stories. Why am I just now learning this? Yeah. <laughs> <What> the- <laughs> one of my favorite stories is my daughter. One of my daughters was about four years old. And the music teacher at with her friends said, announced that she was pregnant. She said, I have a baby in my stomach. And my daughter at four years old, she said, no, you don't. She said, you have a baby in your uterus. <laughs> I was so proud. I bet. Oh, so, wow. And you're probably instantly trying to figure out, is she going to be like a doctor or a lawyer? <laughs> She could be either one without doubt. So it's important to give them that information and also to really listen to what they're asking. Because if they're asking, it means that they're ready for the information and they're curious, but don't overshare. The tendency is to say like, oh, well, this happens and this this goes in that and this is how like you always want to give when children are really little kind of the minimum information they're asking for. Because after you do the sperm and the egg thing, like one of my kids came back to me and said, I'll never forget this. She was about four years old. I understand about the sperm and I understand about the egg, 
but how do they come together? (laughs) (laughs) But what that meant is that she was ready to hear that. So that starts really kind of a back and forth conversation where kids know I can always ask you things. You're not going to freak out. You're not going to make it all weird and uncomfortable. If I have a question, I can go to you. If my friends ask a question and their parents don't know the answer, I can go to you. I can get correct information. And that very easily progresses into conversations about responsible sex. And I think that the responsible sex is also understanding the emotional ramifications of having sex. It's about birth controls. It's about sexually transmitted diseases. It's about all of that. And it's also about all different kinds of sex and about kind of shame and feelings about it and privacy and about masturbation and all that sort of stuff. And if you're really creating an open back and forth conversation with your kids, the questions will come to you and you won't have to necessarily seek them out or you'll look for opportunities as your kids get older and you know what information they're aware of and what they're not to invite conversations like, oh, did you know about this? Or if you're watching a movie and let's say there's they're showing oral sex to say like, hey, I realized we never talked about this. What do you know about that? So it's really about having a open communication from the beginning that allows it through all stages of sexual development. Yeah, I think the single best piece of parenting advice I ever got, you touched upon, and they told me, I don't even remember who said it. Uh, It was Cindy. Was it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Which was a therapist that I was seeing. And she said, if they're old enough to ask the question, they're old enough to hear the answer. Mm -hmm. And and she said the same thing you said about like, you know, you don't got to go in. And she wasn't even talking about sex stuff. Mm -hmm. But that was like such an epiphany for me that I'm like, the kid asks a question, then they deserve an answer. And if they already have enough knowledge to have questions, then you can only help them by answering. I love that. That's a great way of putting it. And also, if they don't get the information from you, they're going to get it someplace else. And it's probably going to be wrong. Yeah. And it's going to be Google or God forbid, Bing. (laughs) (laughs) Also, when kids start Googling, they can run into trouble. Like I had a girlfriend whose young child Googled like, I think it was like Cinderella and it wasn't even a sex question and ended up seeing like porn by accident at a very young age. So you got to be careful. Your kid can Google something, even if they're getting the right information, they may also wander upon porn that they may not be ready to see. And that's also a good uh, piece of advice that Googling Cinderella like yeah. mental note, save for later. Beware. Oh, I mean beware. Um, yeah. Yeah. As a mom, beware. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, you do that on your own time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what if you have a child that you haven't I think there is like this old style that we kind of grew up with of the parent having the talk. And so I kind of am picturing that's what Christina is looking for because she feels like I know that Christina does not speak like that's not her first language. English is not her first language. And so I don't know how long she's lived in America, you know, if she's first, second generation, that kind of thing. But I feel like there might be some confusion about like, okay, well, if I haven't been doing these things, when is it like, how do I now? How do you start up when you haven't done it for the first 10 years? Right, exactly. Never too late to start. And so let's say your kid is 12 and you haven't had any of these conversations to actually kind of vary. And really the key to having these conversations, not to make it a big deal, a big sit down the talk, like that's too much pressure. It's going to make your kid uncomfortable instead to kind of, Hey, you know, I realize we've never talked about sex. 
I've been kind of negligent as a parent and you probably have a lot of questions. I want to make sure, you know, you can always come to me. Like we should really be talking about this openly because I realized that I just kind of didn't think about it. And I like to make that part of the conversations we have. And kids at that age will be a little freaked out if you haven't discussed it. They're like, yeah. oh, where is this coming from? <laughs> but after that, then start to look for opportunities. You're watching a movie and someone's making out and you can talk about it. like look for opportunities to make it a conversation so that you can break through the uncomfortableness that is going to happen if you haven't talked about it for the first decade or so of your kid's life. And now you want to have conversations. That yeah, because like the if you started up at 12, the first thing that kid's going to think is like, I forgot to clear my browser history. Yeah. <laughs> Am I in trouble? Yeah. Oh, goodness. So the secret, the method is not to have a talk, but to have a series of talks. talks. Or in Dr. Jen's house, a series of TED Talks. Exactly. You know, when you write a sex column for InStyle magazine, like your kids are going to be well-educated. Of course, Christina can always just share my column with her kids. But I encourage for people to actually sit and, and talk with their kids and so yeah. just hand them the paper. Uh, I think it's great. I use those as like, I do those same types of thinking about like relationships, you know, so like we might be watching TV and I'll be like, this is what you never want to do. See yeah. this, this dynamic happening here. This is not good. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Look at that warning sign. Yeah. Don't let that happen to you. Yes. I can't tell you how many of your Instagram posts I have sent to Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep an eye out for the red flags. And what do I say? Always say. When you wear rose-colored glasses, red flags look like regular flags. Yep. So, got to be careful. Yeah. So true. Well said. So, well, thank you very much for all that. And we look forward to next week. Yes. When we dig in even more back to back to back to back. <laughs> I don't know how many we have, but there's backs. Well, there'll be backs in front. So, oh, Tom. Uh, this is what you want me here for. <laughs> 100%. We're cover it all. Back, front, sideways, yes. down, hanging from the chandelier. We're covering it. Well, now it sounds like this old house. I need to reinforce this chandelier. Suddenly got a lot less sexy. So, uh, oh my God. Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, all of that. At Dr. Jed Mann, two ends on Jed, two ends on man. You can find my sex and relationship column in InStyle magazine. It's called Hump Day with Dr. Jed. Wonderful. Thank you. Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You do. It's a wonderful tasting drink, and it also makes me feel good. Like, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, you know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the right. morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. <laughs> <laughs> this generation's V8. Yes, I, I do. Uh, but I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink. And it can help replace your, your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and 
get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. Instructors in the news. Logan Aldridge hosted the Runway of Dreams fashion show this week. He did. And we got to be there. We did. That was a lot of fun. It was. I know, Tom, you heard the words fashion show and a little part of you died inside. If by a little part, you mean a large part. (laughs) What? I'm quite the fashion plate. (laughs) I've just uh, ordered the new fall hoodies (laughs) that are coming out. I'm I like the fall hoodies. Hot couture is... (laughs) My passion. Uh, Well, I was excited because the words fashion week in New York were mentioned to me. And I mean, who? I didn't even know that was on my bucket list. But once I heard the words, I was like, well, this is exciting. Yeah. Like I've I've seen sex in the city. Like I know it's a big deal. (laughs) I know other things from sex in the city as well. Okay. You'll hear about that in After Dark. (laughs) But I tell you what. I did not know what to expect, and this, I cannot imagine going to any other fashion show because this was entertaining. And when I say entertaining, like heartwarming and magical and a whole new appreciation for the work that goes into, honestly, fashion. I know that sounds dumb, but like I never really put forth any thought into how difficult it must be to kind of make something for everyone, you know? So we have to tell you that Runway of Dreams was started by a woman named Mindy. Her eight-year-old son wanted to wear a pair of jeans just like everybody else. And he had things that he had to deal with in his life that made it impossible for him to be able to dress himself at eight years old. So she went and found. <laughs> she well, she was a designer. So she, she was a designer. So she was like, "I'll just I'll build something." She went to the store and she got peel and stick Velcro, and uh, which she, apparently is a fashion no no. That's a, a faux pas. Yes, we learned, but and she, uh, did, it she anyway. did it anyway for her eight year old son. Yes, and that started that started the whole thing. Yeah. And now seven years into this amazing ride they've been on, this is their seventh year at Fashion Week. They have a fashion show with 70 models that have all different abilities. And there's people who have different uh, limb differences. There's people with spina bifida. There's people with all kinds of different, different things. Neurological that, differences. Yeah. And, and the thing that I thought was really cool about this was that it's the only event in Fashion Week where there are multiple brands on stage simultaneously. Yes. And so because it's not about the brand pushing a specific brand, it's about pushing clothing that's more accessible for people. And so you get both retailers and clothing brands. So you get Kohl's and Target and Tommy Hilfiger and Adidas and other ones that I'm blanking on because it's it was fashion so many. It was so many. Yeah. And so it was really cool that they were all basically playing nice for a night, even though whenever they said one brand. Oh, over my the gosh. Other, it was like funny. The different factions in the room. They all like would try to out, out, try yell to out each other. Each out other. Each other. It yeah. was very humorous. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool. And, but like and, in a friendly way. Yeah, you know? totally. Like there wasn't like sharks in the jets. No. Yeah. No. There um, was no snapping. And I loved watching how proud these people were to walk down the runway. All the different models. Like yeah. they were so some of them were really nervous and some of them were just kids and they were having a blast. And some of them 
there was one little girl that like she is so mad to be there. Uh, it was yeah, so she had, she funny. Wanted no part of it. And she's like, Here I am. She's like literally rolling her eyes as she walks down the runway. And it was also so incredibly inspiring. Like there was one gentleman there, Chris, and I am blanking on his last name, but he you can easily find him because he is the first person with Down syndrome to finish an entire Iron Man. Yeah. And he is going to be doing another Iron Man at Kona coming up very, very soon. I think it's in October. So um, and he was also, I believe, the first Adidas athlete. Was he? Oh, that Down had Syndrome. Down syndrome. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So for those of you who follow our Patreon, we are going to do a bonus episode. And I have so much more content to share with you, including Logan's entire like intro speech. And then they had a whole thing with the models where they introduced the models. I have all of that for you. And there were several Peloton instructors there to cheer Logan on. Yeah, that was so, seven or eight of them. Right. Like, yeah, there was a bunch. Yeah. yeah. The whole front row was all Peloton instructors on the right side of the stage. So we had Just Sims. We had Kirsten Ferguson, Aditi Shaw, Callie Gullickson. Marcel Dinkins. Marcel Dinkins. Yes. Dennis Morton was there with his girlfriend. And Kristen McGee was also there. And we got to meet everybody except for Just Sims and Kirsten Ferguson. They ran really, really fast. I tried to chase them, (laughs) but... They saw you and they were like, no comment. <laughs> no, but and they, they booked they, it. I think they had somewhere to be. Yeah, cause because like, as soon as it was over, they had to duck out. Like, yeah, not in a shitty way. But not at yeah. all. No, because I think I really think they had somewhere else they needed to be because the rest of the Peloton instructors were all they stuck around for quite a while. Absolutely. Uh, and they were very nice and welcoming. And they were all super excited to be there for Logan. So it was just a really, really wonderful event. Cannot say enough good things about uh, <laughs> Runway of Dreams. And Logan... Oh, my gosh. The real deal. This guy, he is so incredibly kind and warm. And I was so surprised at how, like, just he's like, oh, come talk to me. Like, he's exactly what he seems like he is for sure on stage. And he he did. So during his classes, if you've ever watched one of his classes or taken one of his classes, the first thing he does is he goes around the entire room and he gives everybody a high five. When he came out onto the stage he immediately did a lap around the runway like it's like he can't not do that it was so funny and also i have to thank danielle she is from runway of dreams she's also from gamut and she she was very kind and invited us so thank you so much for the opportunity to be there yes it was a lot of fun even i had fun i mean guys i have to tell you we both teared up a little bit well (laughs) i laughed a lot the pollen content in Mm -hmm, new york that day mm -hmm. was off the charts i believe it set a record (laughs) so that's what was going on there i'm torn should i play a new instructor sweeper he's not a new instructor but he's a new instructor (laughs) so funny yeah alex toussaint teaching on the tread And I had said that he had been doing a lot of running with Bex and I had a feeling this was coming. Uh, And then when we saw the kind of like the opening teaser for the Ashton Kutcher running for a marathon, your future selves, they had shown Alex and they they showed some other bike instructors, too. So I'm going to go on the record right now. There's other bike instructors that are going to be teaching on the tread as well. So now the question is, is this a one off or is he going to really be teaching on the tread? And (laughs) I heard this class is very difficult, by the way, that it was a real struggle for experienced runners to keep up with. So, (laughs) you know, good luck to you out there. I haven't taken it yet. So Peloton did something interesting this week. And in relation to the Alex thing, they on the website that shows all the instructors, they had Alex Toussaint listed as bike and tread. 
And then everyone started posting about it. It was everywhere. Yeah. And then they took it down. And now it just says Alex Bike again. So do you think they put it out there before they meant to? Do you think someone saw that announcement and they were like, oh, this is what he does now. And they changed it and somebody <laughs> slapped their hand. I truly don't know. I don't know. Like, I'll put it this way. Part of me thinks that he's going to be teaching more. And here's my rationale. Right. I have seen Alex post a million stories for getting prepared for this about his running and running with Bex. On the other hand, there are other instructors that are bike instructors. I think Emma was one of them, and I haven't seen them post anything about that. Maybe they're just keeping their journey to themselves, or maybe they don't need to because they're only teaching one class. Like, that kind of leads me to think that Alex is going to be teaching on the tread, especially because it went up on the website. Like, if it was just an accident... I just can't imagine somebody did that without being told to do it. You wouldn't think, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, because then Peloton literally deleted somebody's comment showing that and said wishful thinking. So I don't know what's happening over there. Yeah, I don't. That's, that's very confusing. <laughs> I think it, it makes sense for them to have more of their bike instructors moving over to the treads. I think that they have such loyal followings. I think it's apt to sell more treads for them. I agree. I saw some people saying, like, well, I, now it's time to order the Dread. Like, right. I mean, I saw multiple people say that. So, I I mean, I've always been surprised they're, they're not having more people work in both platforms. But while we're talking about things coming up and going down. <laughs> yeah. So this morning, uh, <laughs> this has never happened before. On the schedule, on the app, under Outdoor, if you go to Live and Encore, there was an outdoor run scheduled for Tuesday, September 27th at 11 a.m. That's my time, so I'm sure it was noon Eastern. 20 minutes, Bex, 90s. There's never been an outdoor live run. Yeah. But as soon as I posted it, it does. But they recorded in a studio, so it's not crazy. Okay. Um, I was seeing it as like them out running about, you know. Well, I know, because you would imagine it to be that. But like they have to keep the sound quality good. I think that they have to do it in a studio. Okay, I'm confused. It's outdoor, but in a studio? I don't know. I'm just telling you. I think that they record... Like, I've seen the teachers post, I'm doing outdoor content, and then they show what they're recording into a microphone like I'm talking into right now. Oh, so like they film outdoor run, but then they do a voiceover? I don't... I Tom, it outdoors is audio only. Do you understand that part? No, I don't. Okay, I I I realized you didn't understand. (laughs) I'm like, wait, why do you not get this? So So I just... A little little window into me. (laughs) I don't use Peloton. I know, but it's called outdoors. So in my head, you know, you know that it's like it's audio only because when you go to the app, like that's they keep those runs separate from the rest of the running. So like if you look at on this picture, for example, on the left, you see the running icon. That is where all of the running classes are kept. Okay, but then right next to that is outdoor and that content is audio only. So there's you don't ever see the instructor at all. Gotcha. But when I saw this and I posted it, several people brought up the fact that Nike has been doing outdoor runs where you get to show up and run with that instructor. And so people got excited, like maybe Peloton is doing right. that. However, a lot of people thought what I thought, which is somebody did an oopsie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a random 20 minute run. Like, I think there would be some lead up right. to this, some pomp and circumstance. If Occam's that was the razor case. says somebody <laughs> screwed up. Yeah. But yeah. see, so you see how on the app it shows outdoor right there, right? Okay. So if you show the next picture, 
then you can okay so this is what we were just looking at right this, this one is what came up this afternoon so now it shows on tuesday september 7th it has been moved over to the regular running icon gotcha. it's no longer under i can't actually see it i think it's up a little bit like if you have to scroll down the other way up that's, oh i guess that's it yeah so at the top it would be under running and you can't see it but it's under running it's no longer under outdoor and now outdoor is not showing up as an option under live and encore like it was on the other screen so i don't know what is happening over there they are making changes left and right yeah and i i don't know if they're mistakes i don't know if like they're just having issues because I'm hearing from other people ever since this occurred this morning, they can't open their schedule on the app at all. Hmm. So I don't know if like the infrastructure is kind of like a little unstable because they're probably getting ready to do the rowing stuff because it's so, so close to rolling out that maybe there's some infrastructure issues that are occurring as they roll out this new information. But a lot of people cannot get to their <laughs> can't get to their schedule anymore after this little snafu this morning. I don't know that it's related. Yeah. It's just interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> so there's been a lot of things posted and taken down in the last 24 hours. Tunde took her book tour to Portugal. She did. She is global. Speak is global. So she got to share her story in Lisbon, Portugal. And it was for KPMG, which I know is a big company, but I don't know what they do. So that's pretty cool that she yeah. got to do that. So do you think, are they translating the book into Portuguese? Or it was just an appearance in Portugal? Uh, she shared her story in Portugal. Okay. Just just asking. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't I didn't dig any deeper, yeah. deeper than that. Like, I have no idea. It gets complicated with books because you can translate it in all those different into a lot of different languages, but then it becomes a new release every time you do. Right. And so it's difficult to like find all of the correct, like if you want to look at like the date it was published, you have to find like which language it was published in gotcha. to be able to find the correct date. And I didn't even think to look for that. So I don't know. I was just curious because I was just like, did she have a fan base in Portugal? Like because Peloton's <laughs> not in Portugal. Yeah. So, I, you know, I just... Well, they're not, but and they don't really do Portuguese, so I don't I don't know the yeah. answer to that. And while we're discussing Tunde, womenshealthmag.com had uh, an article. I tried Tunde's arm challenge for a month and then they give the results. Yeah. And uh it's only for Women's Health Plus members, so Yeah. we can't tell you how that went, but By we the, do know their upper body was stronger than that. Yes, ever. based but. on the headline, it went well. But it is out there if you subscribe or know how to jailbreak a website. Yeah. Enjoy. Kindle Tool is spotlighting World Suicide Prevention Day. Yep. And just another another note that she had three years at Peloton this week. But I think we covered that last week. So probably. There's so many anniversaries anymore. It's hard to keep track I of. I know. Who, I know. Which ones we've talked about and which ones. Exactly. Yeah. Rebecca Kennedy was featured on the Dr. Will Cole podcast. Yeah, and she talks about cardio or strength training, core exercise myth, plus how much should we be working out? So kind of the, the basics yeah. about like getting started with exercise. So you can hear this and you can get it wherever you get podcasts or you can get it from our newsletter. There we we'll go. have the link there. Yes, we will. Ben and Leanne got a puppy. They did. Puppies are all the rage right now. I know. I think almost every instructor has a puppy. Yeah. So now they have one. And they said that they needed to have some light and they have it now. So. How about that? Yeah. She's, it, she's a really cute puppy. And it barks with a British accent. <laughs> and uses a U in honor. Yes. <laughs> oh, dogs can't spell. <laughs> Never know. 
And uh, while we're speaking of Ben and Leanne, Ben was on the Peter Crouch podcast. Yeah, and they have not aired the episode yet. The Ben just shared that they recorded, ah. so I don't have a date, an air date yet, but as soon as I have that, I will share that as well. They are also talking about the 10-week fitness challenge that Peloton is going to be launching. So it's definitely something you want to watch for because Ben really enjoys doing those challenges. And I know a lot of people like to go along with those challenges. So you don't want to miss that. Bex Gentry announced this week that she is getting a new home. Yeah, they're going to move into their first home. And I'm sure it's they're getting all the final preparations for little baby to arrive. I believe the baby is due in November, so getting very close. I'm so Midwestern. I always have to stop myself from saying new house because yeah. it's New York, so there's a good chance it's not a house. That's Wow. And she says home. She does. So it's, you know, so I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's like an apartment. Yeah, that's or, a good, you know. yeah, good question. Huh. Well, I'm sure when they get settled, we'll see more pictures yes. and maybe we'll be able to suss that out. And I'm sure it will be fabulous yeah well you never know the way the instructors are maybe maybe she'll get like a people exclusive or something maybe we'll see all the details that is true the german instructors had a meetup they did well i actually don't know what date it's occurring on to be fair 922 no 914 so it's today it's today so by the time this airs okay. right so it will be in the past by the time you hear this yeah and so this was a meet and greet with Jeffrey that you could do and it was in one of the Peloton stores in Berlin I don't know if there's only one or if there's multiple ones but I think it's pretty cool that they're doing stuff like this I'm really glad to see that absolutely Peloton celebrity sightings Lizzo was on Chicago's 1019 the mix yeah yeah and Peloton came up yeah, she was talking all about Peloton and how much she loves it. And uh, <laughs> I love that her screen name is Super Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just cracks me up, everything she does. So, yeah, it's nice to be mentioned so casually. Drop in on morning radio like that in Chicago. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I would also like to point out to you, yeah. because I know that like sometimes the social medias can be frustrating, right? Like we all have things we post that we think will be a big deal or get a lot of traction and then it doesn't get any traction. Oh, yeah. Right. So here is 1019 The Mix in Chicago, major station, major market, talking to Lizzo, one of the biggest music stars in the industry. Right now, they have 92 views on YouTube oh. and two likes. And Come that's on. And it's talking to Lizzo. Yeah. Like Lizzo. And they got two likes. One, two. Well, there's probably a lot of people listening to the actual radio. Oh, I don't think that's true anymore. (laughs) People listening to radio? I know, right? I don't know about all that. Anyway, I just found that fascinating that like a major show talking to Lizzo, two likes, less than 100 views. It is. I have a video of Brian (laughs) singing Lady Gaga with a toy dinosaur when he was six and it's doing better than that. (laughs) Oh, kid's funny, though. Got to give him that. He used to be very adorable. <laughs> now he's just... Six-year-olds are more adorable than 18-year-olds. He gave it hell on that cruise ship, though. He did. When he sang Ex-Girl, Want to Be he, Your Girlfriend by yeah, Avril Lavigne. He crushed the Avril Lavigne song. He did. Had that whole room screaming. They were. <laughs> they were. Peloton Artist Collaboration. The latest artist series features Gloria Estefan. 
So is she's the one that was like the rhythm is going to get you? Yes. Okay. Whew. Which uh, based on all the pregnant instructors we have, it's more like the rhythm method is going to get you. <laughs> Don't work so well. <laughs> oh goodness, too funny. But it's great timing since Latinx and Hispanic Heritage Month. Yes, is just around the corner or happening right now. I it happens mid month, so I'm okay. not sure when the first date is. Like the first day falls, but it like it goes. It kind of like. Straddles the gotcha. last, ha- last half of September and the first half okay. of October. Because so. I, I just was like, "That's coming up," but then it's a celebrating that, and I'm like, yeah. "I'm used to like being like, it's the month of October." Right, we do that. Right, this is a little bit different. This one's a little different. I only remember that because last year I was like, "Wait, what is happening?" And I had to like go and look it up. <laughs> <laughs> In case you missed it, Mariana Fernandez has a new program. For people. Mariana was at the thing, the runway of dreams. Oh, that's right. We met How her too. How did we forget Mariana? I don't know. Oh my gosh. Well, let me tell you, I took one of these classes this morning because I was really curious about it. Uh-huh. Flow to the Finish is a yoga program one week long that is specifically focused for runners. And you can supplement your running by adding in some of these exercises. So the very first day, you can either use it as like a warm-up or a cool-down. I use it as a warm-up, and it was amazing. Like, I definitely felt like it got my joints prepared for the running I was about to do. Also, I did not realize that Mariana was that much of a runner. Like, she's run a long time. And so yoga is, it comes naturally to her to complement that with the running. So I was excited about that. There will be short classes that kind of just get you started. There will be some some classes to help with your mobility. And then there will be some classes that add in a little bit of yoga strength and power to be prepared for race day. It's kind of leading up to marathon season, which is is just around the corner. So it's a really cool concept. And I hope Peloton does more of this. Mariana did a fabulous job with the content. I love the classes. I love the instruction. It was so easy to follow, especially for somebody who's not coordinated like myself. (laughs) Also, she's really sweet. (laughs) She was very, very nice. Very nice. Lane Brake has added filters. They have. You can now... You can now sort by how long it is. So five to 30 minutes. You can sort by played or not played. And you can sort by one star, two stars, or three stars. Which, <laughs> did you notice the middle one says two stars, but it has three stars? <laughs> they all, they all stars. do. But I think it's I think it's just my picture is bad because I think that they're lit up. Like, I think one star oh, shows only one star I filled see. in. Yeah, it's I just think the second one, you can't see it at all. Like when, it you, just <laughs> when you look close, knowing that, you can see it. <laughs> and that's by difficulty, by the way. So that one star, two star, three stars is not like how much you liked it. It's, it's not ratings. It's based on how difficult gotcha. the classes are. So that's cool. I'm glad they started the filtering process because we need to get some more filters in lane break. There's a fall boot camp challenge for people. Yeah, it takes place September 12th through October 10th. And you get badges for the amount of boot camp classes that you take. So you can do any of the different kinds of boot camps, bike, tread, floor, and boxing. And then they have it broken down into bronze, their gold, depending on how many that you complete to get to gold. I think the bottom, like the one that you need to get bronze is four. You have to take four in that time period. Four, six, and eight. There you go. For your medals. There you go. Clearly trying to get some more traction on those boot camps, eh? (laughs) Well, they're great classes, so. As I mentioned previously, it is Latinx and Hispanic Heritage Month, and Peloton is celebrating accordingly. 
They are. Yeah, there's going to be a ton of classes. By the way, they are continuing their ongoing support of the Hispanic Scholarship Fund. I wanted to make sure and point that out to folks. There are a bunch of classes starting this Saturday. I think it's, oh, no, it's the Sunday is when it starts. And then there's more on Saturday, Sunday, and then Tuesday, September 27th. So, like, it goes through the 18th through the 27th. And then, oh, there's more. Wednesday, whatever that next Wednesday is, <laughs> Friday, September 30th, and Saturday, October 8th. So there's a ton of classes. Make sure that you get a chance to take them. It goes all the way to October 15th. There are so many classes. That's great. <laughs> it's unusual that they post all of the classes up front. It may not be all the classes. It might right. just be all they're releasing right now. Usually what they'll do is they'll release several of them and then like each week you'll get more. So I don't know if they're kind of like giving us a general kind of like outline of here's classes, but there will be more added or these will be the only ones we see. I don't know. Gotcha. Peloton birthdays. And finally, we have three birthdays for people this week. Anna Greenberg is celebrating on September 18th. Eric Yeager on September 19th, except he'll say that in German. (laughs) And Robin Arzan on September 20th. Happy birthday to Anna, Eric, and Robin. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Ever Diaz. Hey, Ever. How's it going? Hi, Tom. Hi, Crystal. I'm good. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) We're so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I was so surprised. I was like, oh. (laughs) So like when in your journey did you first like find out about Peloton? And then when did you decide, oh, I need to get Peloton. This needs to happen. This Peloton for me was like a lot of people I didn't want it originally. My journey with Peloton started without the bike. We had just recently moved into a new house in the middle of the pandemic as stress happens and like. I started to gain weight and feel bad about myself. And long story short, I previous to the pandemic, I started cycling at a local gym and I fell in love with spinning. The pandemic hit and everything closed down. So I had nowhere to do that. Having the new house, I had the possibility and I told my husband, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get cheap bike on Amazon and do YouTube videos as like once you start looking up certain things, you start getting ads for them. And I started getting constant ads for Peloton. I'm like, what's what's Peloton? I mean, like, I had seen it obviously in TV with the commercials, but like, I didn't know what it was. So I started looking into it and I saw they had the app and I'm like, oh, let me download the app. I did the free trial and let me tell you, I fell in love with it. My first class was with Leanne and her Beatles ride. Oh, that, is, what a first one oh, to hit. I know. It was like, right, right to Christmas. Like, I remember it was the 24th and when it dropped and I was doing it on the app and I'm like, oh my God, this is so exciting. This is so motivating. Like, so I focused on the app and my bike. I'm like, oh, I can perfectly do whatever it is. Like for what I wanted, which is like to get the motivation to work out and move. Like the app was perfect. I'm like, oh, I don't need the bike. X, Y, Z. It got so much that I started talking about it. I'm like, okay, so I have to look into the bike to see like what the difference is. So the more I looked into it, the more I was like, okay, I really want this bike, but it's completely out of budget. Long story short, obviously I kept bragging about it, bragging about it to my husband. I'm like, okay, I'm going to save, I'm going to save, I'm going to buy it. For my 100th ride, this man shows up with a bike. I cried. (laughs) He recorded me and everything else. I'm like, you did not do this. Like, 
it was so special Aww. it's a bike it's a bike that goes nowhere but it has completely changed me it has helped me get motivated it has helped me move daily something that i never really had a priority in like working out has never really been a priority to me because i've never really had the need to but as we get older our bodies start to change and especially in the hispanic community when your body starts to change everybody notices and everybody has a say like oh you've gained a few pounds oh you look different like that's a thing that's a thing you yes like it's like you're filled in a way it's like say it again say it again like you look rellenita imagine means you're filled up like you're, you're basically yeah you're filled up you can't wait but like it make they make it sound like a like something nice but they're like really like insulting like telling me like hey you need to lose weight Oh, it sounds like the southern yeah, the like southern a saying, your heart. Your heart. Like, yeah. your heart. Yeah. heart. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. In the Hispanic community and like there's a lot of things that sound like they're really nice, but they're really not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, maybe we need to get together and get a list. I hope nobody has said those to me. I might have thought they were being nice and they weren't. <laughs> do you want to know? I'm sure maybe, they were. Maybe you're better off not knowing. I do want to know. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I totally got you on okay. track. <laughs> so having been around them my entire life, like I found myself, I was, I, I'm perfectly fine. Like I'm normal, like quote unquote normal. I'm healthy. Thankfully, I don't have any issues or nothing like that. But my self-image was something that I wasn't happy with and I was struggling with. And because of Peloton, it's completely changed. I have gained the confidence I never really had. It's opened me socially. Like never in my entire life had I thought that I'd be communicating with strangers online. Like, and <laughs> becoming friends with them and talking to them there on a daily basis, like sharing common likes and dislikes and having full-on conversations with people that I've never met. And if it wouldn't have been for Peloton, I would have never really done that. Your confidence is filled up. Definitely, 100%. I want to say, like, I thought I was an introvert, like, for a great majority of my life because I never really had that drive to, like, step out of my bubble to make friends, like, in real life. But now that I'm on Instagram and Facebook and, like, making friends with these people, and I'm like, wow, like, I don't think I'm that much of an introvert anymore <laughs> so i think that's changed but because of peloton and a lot of people say oh my god you drank the kool-aid why yeah i drank the kool-aid but and it was I, good <laughs> yes and it continues to be good like you know how there's some flavors and like oh my god i'm like this one no peloton is one like that i continue to love on a daily basis and it's something that's always changing and it's always like they're always coming up with some new things like to better like better for us and i like that little by little we're all being given content that represents us in every single way so that's important to me and when camila came along <laughs> like if i was in love with peloton already like having her come in was even better that just like okay this is it there's no way that you can tell me that you don't like peloton <laughs> <laughs> So is it because you both come from the Latin community that you feel like you connected, like that meant so much to you? Or do you think it's like her personality, both? It's both, it actually, because 
having her come in, like she's not skinny, like the majority of the instructors are. She has more normal body, if I can say that. She looks more real in a way. Like you can actually attain to relate to her. So I found that like, oh, wow, like the way that she talks and like all her classes in Spanish and English, she's always talking about body positivity and how she loves food and how people are mean online to her, but like she doesn't care. So having her come on and like say all these things and like you've gone through them. So I'm like, okay, like, wow, this person actually has been through what I've been through. She's here. I'm writing with her. So like it gave me more motivation than what I already had. And that was very special for me, having her come along. That's wonderful. That's awesome. I have to ask, you have like a ton of medals on the wall behind you. Are those oh, yours? Yes, they are. Um, so what do you mean you haven't been active your whole life? Um, no, actually, those, <laughs> those are all because of Peloton. Um, what? Believe it or not. Yes. Um, How long have you I had got, the bike? When did you get it? I got my bike April 27th, 2021. So How do you I've have that many medals? <laughs> I do virtual races on the tread. And then on the bike, I do Pelo Fondo, which is like the equivalent of like a race, but on the bike. So okay. since I found, like since I get, since getting the bike, I found the Pelo Fondo page and like I joined the team through Stay Home, Stay Motivated. And they do the different charities like every event, which was because if you're, gonna ride the bike anyways like if it's for a, a good cause even better so i've been collecting them little by little and when i got my tread i started running as part of a challenge for myself did your husband get you the tread for your one no run, or... <laughs> was... no, no that's something that was for the both of us okay so, he's not yeah, making no. this look good i like i feel like i need to say i don't like to brag but when crystal had her 100th ride I reached out to Peloton and had them send her a shirt. So, <laughs> no, you did not. Did you get a shirt for your 100th ride? Yeah, but that, no, that's you, enough. That's, I did. We don't need to look any further into this story. Yeah, it's the same, Tom. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I made it a challenge for myself, actually, because I'm asthmatic. So I always thought as cardio as like an impairment because like I'm asthmatic and like I can't run, I can't do cardio period because I'm asthmatic. So I'm going to run out of breath and I'm going to fall and die, right? That was my mentality because of doing the bike and improving in my cardio. I'm like, okay, so next step is to challenge myself is to start running. I'm not a runner. I do it for fun. And I do these challenges like for fun. They're like 5Ks. I do them at my own time, but it's improved like my health and like I've proven to myself that I've been my only limitation in telling myself that I can't do something when I really, obviously my heart rate spikes like super easily. And when it does, like I have to like, okay, I need to step back, which happens on the bike as well. Just a matter of like knowing when to take it back and when to stop, like when to like, but I've been my own limitation and in doing Peloton, it's proven to me that I can do anything I want. I put my, I set my mind to. That's awesome. And that has to be kind of nerve wracking because on the one hand, it makes that muscle stronger. And so that's good in the long run. But in the short term, if you misjudge where you're at, it can yeah. create oh, a problem. Yeah. There's been a few times where I've gotten like a little lightheaded and I'm like, yeah, I need to like completely like stop 
and it's hard sometimes like because sometimes I don't even notice it especially during a Camila class to be honest like her playlists are she's from Miami so her playlist is like reliving my high school days (laughs) (laughs) my high school days at the middle school days at the gym with all the music that she plays so like I'm here like writing and dancing and singing and like at the top of my lungs and then i look at my heart rate i'm like oh my god i have to stop like my heart rate is like almost like at 200 like it's gone to 200 at once like sometimes yeah so it's like at that point i'm like okay stop i turn on my little fan and i get the air and relax for a few we should probably say that if anyone out there is experiencing asthma they should probably talk to their doctor and not yes not necessarily follow what you've been doing. They should yeah. talk to their doctor to make sure. They definitely okay. should. Yeah, they definitely should. Me, They're because I haven't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me, I haven't, thankfully, haven't had an asthma attack since I was a little girl. What has happened is that it's manifested itself into allergies and severe allergies. And I know myself and I know like how my body works, but they should definitely consult their doctor if they're experiencing spikes in their heart rate and stuff like that and like respiratory issues because I'm not a doctor either so (laughs) yeah none of us are we probably would not be on a podcast right now if we were (laughs) (laughs) they have doctor podcasts they do have doctor podcasts they do That's really cool, though. I've always really enjoyed that aspect of Peloton as well. So I feel what you're saying really resonates with me because whenever I first got the bike, it was just I enjoyed spin classes and I wanted to replicate that at home. But then I started talking to people and getting into, oh, let's do this run and let's figure out how far I could run. And it's really cool to just kind of see what your body is capable of, because as you said, you kind of self-impose these limits of what you think you can do. And before you know it, it becomes that's all you can do. And so whenever you get a chance to like pull back from that and slowly ease yourself into it, it's really cool to see what you're capable of. Exactly. And I'm so happy that I've been able to do that with myself and like explore my limits in a way and see how far I can push myself. And like, I feel like the instructors say this all the time. And before I used to hear it and I'm like, eh, whatever, like consistency is key. And you get stronger with consistency. It's not about perfection. It's not about being on top of the leaderboard. It's not about being the best. It's about showing up for yourself and doing things for yourself. And that's the way I see things. Like I see it as like progress, not perfection. Yeah, absolutely. As cliche as it sounds. Like, you know what? They became cliches for a reason because they're true. Right? (laughs) They are. They are. And I think that if more people would see it that way, we would have less comparison and more authentically motivated people. I think that's true. Absolutely. So do you ever plan to do like an in-person run or ride, like a race? I'm dying to go to the studio. Yes, I want to. I'm manifesting it. I'm, I'm going to. I will. I'll be live with Camila at one point. I will be live with Daniel at one point or Kristen. They're my two favorites on the tread. Kristen is amazing. Daniel is Daniel. (laughs) Uh, So either or I'm happy with, but I want to, but right now things like are a little too crazy with the schedules. And it's like, I'd rather wait for it to come down a little bit before, especially since I have to travel so far. It's like, I'd rather just wait. What state do you live in? 
I'm in Florida. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not that far, but like I'm two hours away, like in plane, but it's a whole like planning that needs to go into like going to the studio. Absolutely. Yeah. It's you can't just pop in and pop out. And, you know, it's yeah. And then like classes, you get wait. Yeah. You can get get waitlisted and then like whether or not you're going to get in and I have to wait. I want to do things like the right way not like go with the hype yeah um, you want to have a perfect a, first experience. A good experience like i want to do things so that it's like the right way not like rush it and then have something happening yeah no i totally get that absolutely what about doing like races because you've been running on the tread do you think you'll ever do that i think i might at one point i don't feel confident at this point to do that because i've been only running indoors on my tread running outdoors is a completely different experience Especially down here, like it's the humidity. It's insane. So yeah, for sure. It, it's like running in a sauna <laughs> at some point. So I need to take that into consideration as well. I would love to one day. I'm not saying no, but I would highly, highly need to prepare for that and train for it. Yeah. Not go it as I'm going at it right now and like, oh, I want to do this race and like hop on my tread and do it. <laughs> Well, I think that you would probably do a lot better than you think you would do with all the different ones that you've already done. And I would also say that if I remember correctly, there are a lot of amazing events in January and February in Florida. So just something to think about, something to put your put out there, manifest that too. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will. It's all, it's all a matter of what you set your mind to. So I know that if I decide to do it, like I know I will be able to. And I have the support that I need in my life. So that's all I need. That's wonderful. And you said your husband uses the tread too. Does he use the bike? Oh, 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 that being, no. oh does he not he's, use the tread? He's, he's, <laughs> no, at first he did. I'm not going to say no. Like he does like every so often, but he really doesn't. It's more <laughs> me. It's more my space. Okay. Got it. Got it. He's kind of like Tom. He doesn't use the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if he's used it at all, he's not like Tom. <laughs> no. Well, he's used the tread. The bike? Never. Zero. Never. That's no. hilarious. A man after my own heart. <laughs> so I take it from what you've said so far that Camilla is your favorite instructor? Yes, yes she is. I mean, she's my favorite. I love them all. I gravitate to all of them in a certain way. But like Camila is like, she's the queen for me <laughs> in my eyes. I understand. I understand. We all have those instructors we really connect with that has a very special connection. So I totally get yeah. that. And she's the only Spanish speaker on the bike. The one, well, I know Robin and Jess have had their play at it, but she's the only one that has instructed consistent. in Spanish consistently. Yeah. yeah. No, that's absolutely true. I mean, it's great that we're able to have that at all, just to have like the additional languages in and add in additional like music selections. I think that's really cool that we're able to do that. And Spanish is yeah. such a dominant language. It's surprising it is. that there isn't more like there are so many it, Spanish speakers. That's something that has been talked about and something that we are manifesting as a community, more Spanish instructors, because although we love our instructors. Like when you have someone that speaks your language and communicates with you in your language, even though we speak English, it's completely different. Like it's like, oh, wow, like this person is like me. They identify like me. So it's all about feeling included in a way and feeling represented. Camila, when she came in, she represented many of us, even though 
the other instructors are amazing and I love them, but we felt seen as the Hispanic community, like some have someone who's gone through our traumas, who's gone through our self-doubt, who's gone through the same issues that we go through on a daily basis, be on the bike, through a screen, talking to us, like, I know where you've been, I know how you're feeling, because I'm there too. And that's amazing to me. And for Peloton to have done that, it's amazing. I just wish we had a little more of it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get that, especially yeah. because when you say the Latin community, it, like, it's such a large umbrella. It's so many different countries. It could mean so many things. And so those experiences could be very different if you're talking about, like, a Cuban versus Mexican versus exactly Spanish. exactly yeah so yeah I totally get that it's like that's kind of a tough sell to be like she needs to be the person that's speaking to everyone who speaks Spanish that's a lot because <laughs> there's a lot it of different is. cultures right. mixed in there it is it is as someone who managed her page the fan page I would see messages come through criticizing the fact that she taught in Spanish. And I'm like, why? You're being represented by so many instructors. Here comes one instructor that right. represents such a huge community and you have an issue with it because you can't understand it. And that to me is like, at one point, like she spoke about it in one of her classes and we came up with this hashtag, my son, she makes me stronger. <laughs> so that was nice. Well, um, I would think but- uh, people that have that complaint, there are things they don't understand that are way beyond Spanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Nicely said. I, I, there you go. Yeah. There you go. I just like, I mean, we say this all the time, like not everything has to be for you. Right. Right. Like, I, I mean, agree. I yeah. will be the first one to tell you, I don't typically take her classes because I don't speak Spanish, right. but like, I would never complain that they're right. out there. Like That's great it's, that they're out there. That's like, amazing. It's not like they went and deleted yeah, I mean, one in Sherman in... ride for every Spanish class she teaches. Right. <laughs> it's room for everybody. She teaches yeah. in English, too. So I know. It's, not, I it's know. not like she only teaches in Spanish. And, and even and, if she did you know, speak in English, who cares? Yeah. Like, I think it's to her benefit to continue to connect with people who also only speak English. I think that's in her benefit. But, like, if that's all she did, like, so? Yeah. Great. Oh, and she does. She's great at that. Like, she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, I had no idea that existed, although it should not surprise me. Yeah. I mean, people... I was doing the same thing. I'm like, I can't believe. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, no, I can. No, I can totally <laughs> believe that. that. That tracks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Social media, unfortunately, like it's a great tool and it's a great way to like interact with people. But at the same time, it's like a double edged sword. Like if you do something wrong like the smallest of things you do something wrong like you'll have like people parade you for it and then you do something great and it goes unseen (laughs) but i personally like don't do things to be like praised or to be seen i do things for myself and to inspire other people because i know that went through my mind like for the majority of my journey and I continue to go through my journey and my journey is not done. Like I know other people feel that way. And by me sharing my struggles and my victories, I know other people will be like, Oh wow. Like I may look a certain way, but it doesn't necessarily mean that everything is great though. Like, and I think that's important that we share like not only the good, but also the bad. Because social media tends to be like a highlight of like what's going on. And a lot of people just share the good stuff. They don't share the bad stuff. 
And it creates and then unrealistic, it creates unrealistic yeah, that, that nobody can live up to. And then they feel inferior. Yeah. They feel like, oh my God, I can't do that because I don't look like her or I can't do that because I don't have this. Like, no, you can do the same thing that I'm doing on a, like, I know this is Peloton and everything, but like, you can do what I'm doing on a normal bike. Absolutely. You can, my mom is actually using the app and Good. she loves it. She loves Camila too. She speaks Spanish, so she understands her better and it's easier for her, but she loves it. She is getting healthier. She's gaining motivation. She feels better about herself just by doing 30 minutes on the bike. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, who cares what the label says? If she's getting a exactly. great workout and she feels good, right. that's amazing. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And a lot of people that they can't do something because they don't have a Peloton. And that's not the case. Whether you do, whether you don't, no matter what you wear, no matter how you look, is your only limitation is you. And that's yes. something that we need to kind of like remind ourselves of. Like we need to be better with ourselves and how we talk to ourselves because we are our worst enemies. Yes. For sure. <laughs> so what is your leaderboard name? My leaderboard name is Pelo for cafecito. <laughs> like pelo. I mean, I, of course, know what it means, sure, but for sure. other people, <laughs> what does it mean? So pelo for Peloton, obviously, for like four, and mm. then cafecitos means coffee. I love coffee. I want to say I'm obsessed and addict to coffee because I have to have my coffee. Cubans call coffee cafecito, like the little colada is like a little espresso shot. So okay. this is recently new. When I got my tread, I'm like, okay, I do the tread. I do the bike. I don't want it to just be like, because it used to be ever spin fit or ever okay. spins fit, something like that, right? And it was dedicated, like just for spinning. I'm like, okay, but I don't spin only. I also run or walk or whatever. So I want to do something cohesive. So I fell for cafecito. <laughs> That's like, a good I pivot. Spin, I spin for coffee. Like, and do you get shout outs? For, I have. I want to say I've only gotten them really from Camila. And <laughs> I think, yeah, Camila and some yoga with Aditi, but that about it the other instructors are probably afraid they're going to say it wrong yeah probably so. yeah, yeah. So. and which i don't mind like that's another thing like she gives me like, like shout outs and i appreciate it and i like i get super excited but if i get a shout out or don't like it doesn't really matter because i'm showing up for myself and showing up for my own progress i don't need the validation like i don't need to feel validated it's nice it's amazing when you do but I don't get upset if I don't. If that yeah, makes sense. that's like, a good headspace to be in on that it is. topic. You yeah, could, yeah like a word. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love when I do. Like sure. it's, it's amazing because, like, oh wow, like I'm actually. And Camila gives the shout outs. Like honestly, like she does. She interacts with like with you and stuff like on social media. So it's like she kind of like knows. So when she gives you shout outs, it's like coming from like your sister, right? Yeah. Aww. It <laughs> feels like doubly special because you know it she does. actually yeah. knows you. She's not just reading a random name yeah. off of the leaderboard. When I was a kid, well, I used to I don't know if she personally knows me. Like she probably sees my leaderboard name and she's like, oh, this is a nice leaderboard name because she's like <laughs> always talking about coffee. So, you know. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to win radio contests all the time. Like caller 12 gets whatever. And it's like, I was excited when I won, but I didn't get mad at the radio station when I didn't. That's kind of what yeah. shouting are these days. These you know? days. Yeah. Yeah. And real like, quick, what's I, your mom's leaderboard name? 
Oh, you threw oh, it really? No. Oh, no. You have No. <laughs> no. Okay. Because I changed it recently for her. Oh, okay. I changed. Oh. So I, Papecito's mom. Aww. Papecito's, it has to do with my leaderboard name and then yeah. mom or mama. One of those two. Like, yeah, Cafecito's mama. Cafecito's mama three. I have to double check. I blanked out. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't mean to throw you a curveball. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it'd be fun. It's fine. It's okay. Got me off guard on that one. <laughs> you have um, given so much great advice for people today. But is there anything that you haven't said that you want to make sure people know? Go in it for yourself. And don't look at the leaderboard as like comparison. I've heard this like, a lot. Every bike is different. And it is. The plus is completely different from the regular bike. And the tread, they're both different as well. So never compare yourself to what someone is on top of you on the leaderboard or below you because you don't know what their journey looks like. You don't know if where you're starting is where they're in the middle or if they're like they've been running forever or riding forever or have like have more like a fitness history than you do like while you're starting. And you should never do that. Like never compare yourself to other people because you never know like what their journey looks like. I think that's um, great advice. And do things for yourself. At the end of the day, it's for you, not for anybody else. It's your journey. And you should be proud just by stepping on for five minutes if that's all you have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We really Well, thank you for having me. It's fun. Yes, absolutely. And then just let people know where they can find you on social media real quick. Oh, you can find me on social media, Velo for Cafecitos on Instagram, Ever Diaz on Facebook. And that's about it. My Facebook is just for groups. I do not do Facebook, like either on Instagram or TikTok, but TikTok is the same thing as Instagram. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, and before we let you go, I knew there was one more there was a group you wanted to say hey to? Yes, my Mila Mafia peeps and <laughs> the Mila Mafia queens and the Mila Mafia overall. My rider dies. They're the ones that I'm always riding with, the ones that have motivated me more in the past almost a year now to keep going and to keep riding on a daily basis because they're always on the leaderboard, always sending high fives, and they're just amazing. And they have a very special place in my heart. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's awesome. How do you say high five in Spanish? Do you still say high fives or when you're speaking in Spanish? Chocale, chocale cinco. Chocale cinco is like high five. Because we're bilingual, we say como sending high five. But, you know, <laughs> you will hear Camila say chocale los cinco, which is send high five. Send a high five. Okay. Awesome. Okay. That's good That's to know. good to know. Yeah. 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 Right. You got a little mini Spanish lesson. Out of I love many. it. <laughs> Very many. Very many. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your Spanish lessons are way better than Duolingo because they just tell me things like what a computer is and yeah. things like that. So you give me more of the, um, the, the you the know, real, like the, the everyday kind of talk. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So it's like better. anything. First things first, teach us how to cuss. <laughs> that's, that's what everybody wants Get to, to know. the way we curse somebody out and then we'll learn the rest. I always say when it comes to Spanish, I know. Oh, you'll learn those first out of everything those are the I'd first say, things we learn <laughs> the only thing i know how to say in spanish is i can ask where the bathroom is but if the answer doesn't involve pointing mm. there will be a puddle <laughs> <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for joining us today we really appreciate it thank you 
So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Don't forget our Patreon where you can get ad-free episodes. Sometimes they come out early for you and tons of bonus content at patreon.com slash the clipout. And of course, sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running. Running.